1: Hey everybody, this is Adam, one of the hosts of this podcast. Just a heads up, the episode you're about to listen to was originally recorded and released in February 2018. We were just babies back then. And it's been sitting in the vaults, locked behind that sweet, sweet Patreon paywall ever since. But not anymore! Have at it, you vultures! And hey, even if you are a subscriber and you have heard this episode before, there are a few reasons you should consider giving this another listen. For starters, it sounds better than the version we released in 2018. We tweaked the levels a bit. You know how it goes. I'm better at this now than I was two years ago. Also, whenever you hear this sound... That means Dad's about to jump in with an update to the story we're talking about. That's me. I'm Dad, and I love you, and I'm proud of you. Don't ever forget it. All right, let's set this creepy cruise ship episode a sail. That can't be right. Cruise ships don't have sails. Anyway,
2: an activity on the Lido deck. Zumba will resume at 4 30 on the Lido deck. <laughs> Did you get why I did that? Do you get it? I get it because the cruises. Yeah! Hey, everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Pretty scary, Scary Boo! The Love Boat. Soon we'll be making another run. The Love Boat. And that's a, a weird secret that Princess Cruise Lines does oh, not tell you stay. until you're on board and in the middle of the ocean that they're going to they're gonna give you a channel 100% devoted to the love boat.
1: I, did, I still did not know that until
2: just now. And in my opinion, that is Guantanamo Bay level bullshit. That's too much love boat. You're trapped in a floating mall in the middle of the ocean and a whole channel is devoted to the love boat. Right. And yeah. it's the same 11 movies over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. It... Did they have movies? Were there Love Boat
2: movies? No, it's just in addition to that. And they're they're bad. Oh, okay. You know like the kind of movies they put on airplanes? That's what they put on cruises. Like, I I watched Age of Adeline in the middle of the ocean. I watched Kelly Love Justin. Exactly. That's on a, repeat. That's a perfect example of the kind of movie that is on a cruise. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that is.
1: Yeah, I've always... My grandmother always went on cruises. She brought me a machete back from Haiti once <laughs> after she went yes, on a cruise. Yes, you can't
0: do that now, I would think. No. Right? Probably it's not. It's very
1: yeah.
2: on brand for Haiti, though, I will say. Yeah. Machetes in Haiti. Peanut butter and jelly.
1: Yeah, I don't know if she just like needed it to get around and then had it when she got back peanut and was like, here, kid. Peanut
2: butter machete time. Peanut butter <laughs> machete time. I, I just really like the idea that that they were selling machetes in a gift shop. Like, right next to, like, all the magnets with everybody's names on it. It was
1: ornate. Oh, It okay. had a sh- leather sheath.
0: Some oh. of those, like... Is it a third world country? Haiti? Haiti is definitely okay. a third world Very country. Very much. So then I feel What's okay left talking about <laughs> exactly, it as such. Yeah. So when we were in... Africa, they would have stuff like that, and they were literally just like on the ground. Yeah. Like, it was like at a flea market. Yeah. So it was not really a, a gift shop. Like, it's just their wares are yeah. just there. Yeah. I, I would th- be interested to see like uh, her bartering for it for like a lower price.
1: I, I'm sure that happened. Yeah. I'm, so I'm just amazed at- that she got my racist ass grandfather to Haiti.
0: Oof. I, yeah, I, point. I, I don't think that,
2: you know, colonizing was an issue. I don't think it's an issue getting white people to third world countries. Yeah, I
1: suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. really
2: a problem. But anyway, the point is today I'm pretty scary. We're talking about cruise ship disappearances, disappearances,
1: murders, crimes. There's a there's a whole plethora of things it's happening a, on cruise a ships. It's of
2: potpourri of, of aquatic mishap. We when- got it out. You did. I got it out. When you think about it, a
1: cruise ship bing, is basically bing. just a little city or town.
2: I call it a mall, but sure. Uh, yeah, I mean there's I hate cruises. Do I've, you?
1: I've never been
2: on one. You would Okay. How what are you how do you feel about cruises? I'm just curious, Carrie. Uh pro cruise. You're pro cruise. I, I felt like
1: you could have seen that. I know the psychic. Uh, no, I can't reference <laughs> that cuz that's next episode.
2: How did I know? How did I know that? Yeah, there you go. How
1: did I know there's a psychic on the next episode? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm psychic.
2: We definitely throw each episode together 24 hours before we record. That's a for sure thing. Yeah, that's a real statement right there. Here's the deal: I am not a. I discovered that I'm not a cruise person. The only way you can find out is if you go on a cruise. It's just you can't. Yes, you either you know I could imagine yourself into the yeah I could imagine being like I'm not gonna like this and getting there and being like whoa this is my world like I get this I like this yeah in my case I was like I don't know if I'm gonna like this and I got here I'm like
0: I don't like this well (laughs) explain (laughs) the parameters because I think a cruise. Can be fun, but I like short trips. So oh, I get like a weekend cruise. No, no, okay, that might be
2: fun. Which like, is like Vegas, Friday through Monday. It's yeah. like Vegas. It is. It really. Or like Atlantic City or something like yeah. that. If you're there for two or three nights, it's like Perfect. I get it. it I, be, I
1: I wouldn't be opposed to going on a cruise.
2: Well, we could do an unpops cruise. And that, would that would be a so whole other fun. thing. That's
1: the second time that's idea has been floated. So now we just need to come
2: up and go on an unpops cruise one more time, and it would actually happen. Yeah. I bet we could do it. We met a guy in CrimeCon last year who like. Wore a weird sports jacket, and it seems if he can put a cruise together, I'm sure we. And he could. didn't have like a card or
0: anything. He was no,
2: just like he a just guy just floating he around. Like he just
1: invited you on a cruise. He
2: was like a <laughs> Simpsons character. <laughs> he was just a very weird, like desperate person. But anyway, the thing about it is like if you just like sitting, it's it works and drinking. If just if, if that's what you want to do. But again, I was it was a nine day thing, which for me, I think maybe is where it lost me because that, that's
1: a long time yeah
2: it was a long time eight nights that is a long time where do you guys go uh we went all the way down to Puerto Vallarta we so we did like two days at sea which for me was like well you don't have any cell service either no or if you do I, it's super expensive it's weird because you actually can't check out like i know it's supposed to be an exa- a relaxing yeah. experience but i actually didn't feel relaxed
1: yeah there would be some anxiety to, for me if I was on a vacation I couldn't leave my
2: husband and I went to the gym every day that's how like worked up we were which is like wow. the anti-cruise like he yeah. needed to just run and I was like I needed to be on an elliptical or something because yeah. there were so many people just like being rude and like like pushing my 90 year old grandma-in-law on the way to a dinner
0: in a dining room filled with seats that you were assigned to it's right. like what do you th- <laughs> what are you worried about that's like, the other thing you're like, gonna you, get you, there you go with like you went with family how is that for me it gives me anxiety oh maybe that's the other part of it but yeah. i don't know when i travel i like to go
2: someplace have like a home base
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then go out go in go out go right yeah. this was like all in i'm to Uber weirdly. somewhere yeah yeah, exactly
1: and with the cruise it's kind of like that but it's it's also like hey uh we're at a place you can get off now don't get murdered
2: yeah uh Mazatlan was, uh, I, my in-laws were like, it's fun. I'm like, w- have you seen Sicario? Like, we're going <laughs> to die. Like, like, this is really scary. Yeah. Anyway. Really scary boo. 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 But, but seriously, like. Cruises are scary. They can't. Anyways, that's the whole point of this. So. That's
1: that's what this episode is about. In 2016, on a cruise ships, the number of alleged crimes Four suspicious deaths, six missing persons, six incidents of theft, more than $10,000, 14 assaults with serious injury, 62 sexual assaults.
2: That's the thing that makes the most sense to me. Right. Happening on those things. Yeah. Like, especially the party cruises. Not not the one I went on, because it really was like, just kind of a family cruise situation, but right. the, the, the hardcore, I could see how it would get crazy.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just people hanging out, drinking.
2: Also, you right. can't if you're in one of those cabins. Nobody, they're built so you can't hear.
1: Yeah, anything. you're on a cruise ship. It's not.
2: You know, they've got. Caitlin
1: raped someone on a cruise. That's <laughs> I how did. She knows all. I this. did. I know.
2: I don't look like I have a lot of upper body strength, but it's you're wiry. i I you are wiry. I am sturdy. a nimble yeah. woman with a pharmacy. Oh back. man. A farmer's back that's a carry expression that I love (laughs) so
1: another big issue on cruise ships obviously is people going overboard
2: whoops love that
1: movie according to me too according to Ross Klein a professor in the school of social work at Memorial University of Newfoundland in Canada geez words much Uh, nearly 300 people have gone overboard from cruise ships and ferries since 2000 an average of 19 go overboard each year while on a cruise ship.
2: But to be fair, I feel like Newfoundland is a very cold place. And if a population of people are going to be critical of people having fun in the sun, it's going to be someone. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, let's They're just biased. acknowledge the bias having here. Having fun in the
0: sun since. I don't
2: know. Columbus? I <laughs> <laughs> <No> either.
0: <laughs> Doesn't that seem like a lot, though? An average of 19 people a year. That's yeah. almost two it's, per month. Yeah. That seems like a lot.
1: It's at least one and well, a half a month. Yeah.
0: Real drunk on cruises, guys. Like, because that's... I'm that person, and I haven't went overboard. But
2: I think... I mean, look, I watch a lot of really ridiculous British murder mystery stuff on top of my true crime obsession, and if you want to get rid of someone,
0: I, I think you could do it on a cruise. You just... Because they cause... rarely... Oh, if, for sure. If it went overboard, they rarely ever find the body. If they're like, How okay, could I you? think it went through like the time span. you're going... I don't know, yeah. n- something knots an hour or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they float up from the gases in their body at some point unless they get eaten. Hours later, though. Like,
2: yeah. I mean, you're... Yeah. If they can't find an airplane in the ocean, they, they're not going to find a body seven hours after somebody reports someone right. missing. And call back. I didn't know this. Apparently, until
1: 2010, if someone was murdered or went missing on a cruise ship, the cruise ship didn't really have to, even if it was an American citizen... They didn't even have to report it to the FBI. Obama signed a law, the Cruise Vessel Security and Safety
2: Act.
0: That's a misnomer. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you? Is it just because you don't want the bad press?
2: Oh, I'm yeah, sure. It's, that's that's I mean, because really, that's actually a much higher rate of of danger and mortality than airplanes. I mean, if you think about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, for the travel industry, that's not a good look to say, OK, look, cruises are fun. We're going to lose like two people a month, but it's all in the name of a good
0: margarita. It's all fun times. Well, let's hope it's not your cruise. Yeah. Let's just hope. Let's just hope it's not your cruise. Yeah. There's so many cruises that go out. It's like how many planes fly. But again, though. Right. The, but see, this is my point. I, I mean, mean, cars drive. The percentage, you know
1: though. Saying? Wow. Carrie.
2: <laughs> yeah. You ever realized how money is just like coding at this point now? Ooh, whoa. No, you lost me. Oh, um, Back to the episode. What I was going to say is the ratio is actually worse, if you think about it, from, from cruises to planes. Oh, for sure. Because there are not nearly as many cruise ships embarking every week at like there are every day as far right. as aircrafts go. Yeah. So that's a, a really bad casualty rate. <laughs> and we're not
1: including in these numbers people who get sick because it's such an enclosed environment. If someone comes down with something infectious That whole boat's probably going to get it. Oh, hello. You might have noticed that sound effect indicating that we have an update just went off. If not, rewind a few seconds. You'll hear it if you listen close. Anyway, I'm sure everyone can tell where this update is headed. You probably know that as a result of the novel coronavirus outbreak, a cruise ship was quarantined in Japan. But have you read the details about that quarantine? If not, holy shit. I highly recommend checking out a New York Times article from February 22nd called We're in a Petri Dish, How a Coronavirus Ravaged a Cruise Ship by Matoko Rich, which is an aggressively cool name. The article is a super detailed account of what happened on that ship, and it is a fucking horror movie. In an article filled with terrifying facts and details, here are my five favorite facts and details. Number one, the quarantine happened on the final night of a two-week cruise. No matter how good that cruise is going, on the final night, you're excited to get the fuck off that boat. I've never even been on a cruise, but I have been places, and I feel like that's mostly true of most places. Eventually, You just want to go home and shit on your own toilet. It's human nature. Also, fun recommendation within this article recommendation, check out the HBO Comedy Avenue 5. It's about a space cruise where everyone finds out they're getting home anywhere from six months to maybe several years later than they expected. And it's a delight. The best Hugh Laurie's been in years, and he's always great. Crazy detail number two. After Japanese officials found out a passenger who'd recently left the ship tested positive for coronavirus, it took them another three days to impose a lockdown to keep it from spreading. In between that time, they had buffets and dance classes and mahjong tournaments and all sorts of other things you'd probably not want to attend if the chance of catching coronavirus was also on the table. The next morning, sure enough, word came down that there were 10 confirmed cases on board and everyone was going to have to return to their rooms and stay there for 14 days. Except here's the thing about that quarantine and crazy detail number three, the crew on the ship worked that whole time. There were 2,666 passengers on the ship and another 1,045 crew members. And those crew members all mostly lived below deck, where they shared close quarters with as many as four to a bathroom. In some cases, crew members who were isolated to their rooms for showing symptoms of illness shared those rooms with fellow crew members who were still out working on the ship. Take a second to wrap your head around that sloppy excuse for a quarantine. Crazy detail number four. The U.S. government was so concerned with the safety of American passengers on board... They decided to evacuate them before the quarantine was over. USA! USA! Except, uh uh-oh, on the way home to the airport, they found out 14 of the 328 passengers they were planning to fly home had tested positive for coronavirus, and they decided to fly them home anyway on the same plane as everyone else. Or... To quote a passenger named Gay Quarter, who was interviewed for this New York Times article, I just spent two weeks to avoid anyone who is positive, and now here is one breathing right in front of me. She was standing next to a passenger in line as that passenger learned she had tested positive. And keep in mind, Gay Quarter, 75-year-old woman, a.k.a. the most likely demographic to die from coronavirus. That said... Authorities did put a sheet of plastic between the infected group of passengers and the rest of the passengers on the plane, though. So it's probably fine. Also, all of those people were quarantined for another 14 days. Endless vacation, baby! And crazy detail number five. Things got so out of hand, that cruise ship has its own category in the data compiled by the World Health Organization and represents the largest concentration of cases outside china with 634 infections and two deaths so far all right that's your update will there be more updates maybe but for now let's get back to the episode
2: happened to us at astro camp
0: Astro camp. Preaching to the choir. Everyone got sick, <laughs> including me. You went to astro camps. <laughs> Carrie's eyes just lit up. Yeah. It, I don't know this story. Uh, oh, it? well, I've got a lot of them. They're still tucked away. <laughs> I, don't worry. I still have stuff to offer our relationship. I can keep
2: it spicy for as long as it goes. Yeah, we all went away to this thing called astro camp, which was like a mandatory space science camp, which, of course, I was very excited about. But I was very sad to find out that there wasn't any like anti-gravity uh, simulations. So oh, it yeah, ended that's up a ju- bummer. Yeah. Yeah, they really sold it as Astro Camp.
1: Yeah, there's nothing Astro but about really, not being able to float.
2: All that happened was we got there, everyone ate dinner the first night, and I would say 70% of us got food poisoning the first night we were there, so including the counselors. Was it from the packets of food that you had to rip open? Uh, No, but that would have been awesome. We did get to eat space food after everybody felt a little better. Were they bit like, well, this is, is what it day. would
1: be like if you ate in zero gravity. You'd be sick. Yeah.
2: They did a lot of that. Like now if we were in zero gravity and it's like, when do we get to do zero gravity? It's like, Well, we're gonna do a zip line. Your I'm like stomach's
1: doing it right now.
2: Uh zip line is definitely defying very real gravity in a very terrifying way, actually. Anyway, moving on.
1: So yeah, we're gonna talk about some crazy crime I couldn't find it for the to to get into the notes, but I remember an episode of a true crime show where a woman was on a cruise ship and one of the employees was knocking at her door for whatever reason and she didn't answer she didn't answer right away so he knocked louder and as people do when they're frustrated she just went I'm coming and then she goes son of a bitch and the thing is the guy on the other side of the door was from like Central America or something like that and he heard son of a bitch as a very deep and personal insult to his mother and fucking murdered the <gasps> woman over it
0: no like at
1: first because he was just like bringing her. oh
2: my god yeah
1: he was just like bringing her room service or something and he did that so he could like get a bead on what she looked like and he was like at first i was just gonna like find her in the hallway and punch her <gasps> and then he was like i missed my opportunity so i broke in her room and raped <laughs> and murdered her
0: why the raping
1: I, because uh, he thought uh, she called his mom a bitch. Yeah, another he power thing. He clearly
2: has mother issues. Clearly. That's where it starts. Yeah, murdered her and Was that threw the first her...
0: time you've heard son of a bitch? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know. Get your shit together, kid. Was it his first cruise? Yeah. <laughs>
2: and clearly probably not the first time he raped someone. No. In my opinion. No. So that's the other thing is like, that's a good point. You know, what are the background checks for people that are technically part of this company in other countries? Right. I didn't
0: even think about that.
1: Yeah. And you're working in international waters where the laws get murky.
0: Like the waters themselves.
1: (laughs) Wow, Carrie. (laughs) You're really profound today. Thank you. And I think it's bringing a new dimension to this podcast. <laughs> like the like water
0: themselves.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's
2: so good. So let's talk about a few disappearances. I like that like, vague, horrifying story you told us before we got into stuff with like real bullet points. <laughs> I just want to also toss in this story I may or may not have heard of. Let's talk about Rebecca Corium.
1: Let's talk about Rebecca Corium. She was a British crew member on the cruise ship Disney Wonder. Oh God! When she disappeared off the coast of Mexico on March twenty second, two two days after my birthday, at the age of twenty four.
2: Coincidence? Twentieth. It's the day after my anniversary. Wow. Yeah.
1: This is, I was at that wedding. It's all shaping up. This is all coming together now. You
2: can see the little strands of yarn <laughs> like <laughs> hooking together on the corkboard.
1: Yeah. Uh, she while she was on the cruise, she stayed in touch with her family via Facebook and Skype. The day before she disappeared, she sent a Facebook message saying she would call the next day. The next morning, she missed the start of her 9 a.m. shift, didn't appear to be anywhere on the ship, and did not respond to pages over the public address system. Security camera footage showed her talking on one of the ship's internal phones in a crew area at 5.45 a.m. She was crying, and at one point, a young man walks up to her, appears to ask if everything is okay. She appears to say, yeah, fine. And hangs up the phone. This footage is the last known sighting of her.
2: I think the biggest mystery is how she got service.
1: Yeah. No, it's a crew. It's an internal phone, yeah, it's an so it's probably phone. like a pay oh, phone, that phone or
2: something. Sorry, like that. I just got
0: very defensive
2: because <laughs> I was very resentful of the fact that I didn't have service for
0: nine days. If you watch Celebrity Big Brother, as I started to do, oh, based off Brett Raider's Brett Raider has a podcast yeah. about Celebrity so Big I Brother. Watching called it, called Hey actually- Julie. It's really good, both the show and the podcast. Good. Shout out to Brett. Shout out to Brett. I love you, Brett. But Omarosa is in this season, and she talks constantly about her time in the White House. Shocking. And so she was talking about how she was on Air Force One, and she goes, yeah, you can make calls to whoever. And when they do that, they have to, like, uh, I don't know, like, oh, no, no, no. When they fly the plane, they have to shut down, like, basically all the other, like, aircrafts in the area. But she goes... Um, they'll cut into, like, if you have a call or whatever and be like, this is Omarosa calling from, like, Air Force One. Will you ex- will you take this call? But then she also said that if they had, like, snacks or anything that they could build for them because she goes, it's still a government job and you still had to buy, like, your own lunch. <laughs> hey, w- watch Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, the finale is Sunday. But I'm if you could go... I'm <laughs> genuinely speechless with this fact for whatever reason. I just want... I am blown away. I feel like Brett Raider is, like... A- probably the person to go to for this. I'm gonna talk to him. Brett's
2: great.
1: Everyone hit up Brett with your big brother or government job questions. Uh, So yeah, U.S. Coast Guard and Mexican Navy ships searched the waters that the Disney Wonder had sailed through during the time period. She could have gone overboard but found nothing. Since the cruise ship was registered in the Bahamas, one police officer from the Royal Bahamas Police Force flew to the ship to investigate once it had returned to Los Angeles, Three days after the disappearance.
2: Good. So that's that's, surprising.
0: that's the amount of Good. police work that went into isn't this. I like Ruby police, police job. Oh, ooh. right. Or like, isn't there? Bahamas what? isn't third world country, but like Aruba, like they talk about the Natalie Holloway case and how there wasn't like a ton of like investigation or like yeah. police force behind it. Like yeah, they're more lax. I
1: I think in places like you see it in crimes that happen in small towns too. A lot of times those police forces just aren't. Equipped, equipped yeah. or used to dealing with something of that magnitude, so we're like, Oh, why are they fucking up this investigation? It's like, Yeah, a lot of people would in that situation. It's still not cool.
2: Well, I mean, honestly, they cool? think about it cruise cop would be the best cop job. Oh, yeah, cruise cop,
1: cruise cop would be great,
0: cruise cop, oh, especially mom, cruise, especially yeah. if you
1: just tooled around in your own boat going from cruise ship to cruise ship. Right. I like that. And you're like, Let me up, actually, and
0: come on and mean if I was people? that cop I'd be like I have a license to party <laughs> <laughs> my vi- I have a license to chill <laughs> my
2: vision for this profession however involves a Segway I want I want cruise cop to be
0: in uh, Segway sponsor us in, yes uh, please uh,
2: shorts
1: more like a like sea
0: <laughs> 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 right can we just say Segway? Think about that. I think seaweed would be fine too. I don't know if you need the cheese. Oh, oh my god. God. But, uh, god! All right. Just I'm sorry. Idea.
1: I Woo. didn't mean. <laughs> I didn't mean to cause that kind Man. of ruckus.
2: <laughs> I, Adam. You know what? Uh, you are an unappreciated <laughs> comedic mind. Thank you. I have Thank to you. say. Yeah,
1: uh, I've yeah. been workshopping that since I found out we were doing this episode. Oh
2: hey. well, it paid off. I could see the work. Yeah. yeah good yeah. job. So yeah.
1: Uh, nice segue back into what we're talking about.
0: Ah! <laughs> the G can be silent. <laughs> Just call it a seaway. Uh, it never gets old after all this hey, time. What if the three of us have sex? What on a cruise? <laughs> what the <It's> seaway? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh! <laughs> you know Harry. what? Never mind. I'm done.
1: That was actually kind of inappropriate. <laughs> so you know
0: who laughed? Angie. That's who laughed. Thank you, Angie. You're welcome. <laughs> I really was completely thrown off by that suggestion. It's Actually, like getting any,
1: dirty. wouldn't any sex on the sea just be a seaway?
0: You could just. Uh, I mean, technically, but it's funnier
2: it would if you be think about the three
0: people. Uh, 10,000 Leagues the Club. <laughs> <laughs> I got
2: a little out of cake. All right, we gotta keep. Oh, we're, we're having fun. Comedy
1: ahoy! Oh. Here we go. <laughs> so Rebecca's parents also met the ship uh, once it returned, and according to them, the bah- Bahamian officer. Bahamian. 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 Nope. B- Bahamian. There's only one N. Bahamian. Oh, there it is. Officers spent only one day on board investigating and only interviewed a few crew members and none of the passengers.
2: Sounds like cruise cap to me.
1: Yep. Rebecca's parents met the Wonders captain, who explained that he believed Rebecca had been washed overboard by a wave while at the crew pool, which they doubted due to the high wall around it. They were able to meet with the friend she had called before her disappearance, but didn't learn much from the woman other than that Rebecca was upset but had eventually calmed down.
2: That cruise director's a dick. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Like, that sucks. Oh, she probably got washed overboard. Huh? I feel like yeah. anytime somebody goes missing, this is the bullshit excuses they use. Like, every single time, it's something... Yeah, it's in the ocean. They can, and- you know? Ma'am, are you
2: aware that we were in the ocean when your daughter disappeared. <laughs> Do you know how unpredictable the ocean the is? I'm a sea cop and I know <laughs> everything about the ocean and why people disappear. I feel like your name would be Gary. My name is Gary Sea <laughs> I'm here to report on the disappearance of, uh, I don't know, who are we talking Amanda. About? Amanda? I've gotten a couple of Amandas over the years. Let me tell you something. Do you, you realize what Amandas are like? They are very lightweight people and they get swept <laughs> away. And I don't mean emotionally.
1: Let me show you something. Pulls out a copy of The Perfect Storm on DVD, slides it across the table.
2: I'm, Watch that.
1: I think you'll understand what happened this to This is daughter. a
2: very accurate portrayal of what <laughs> regularly happens to boats at sea.
1: <laughs> I want to see that interrogation. That's- <laughs> Just
2: interviewing like just interviewing the bartender (laughs) now did you see uh what's your
0: name of course he's like shining a glass yeah it off
1: your money's no good here jack
0: (laughs) i'm just here to confirm gary get your goddamn money out of
2: (laughs) (laughs) your seafaring ways just here to confirm that we were uh at sea when amanda disappeared uh that's what i thought thank you that's all That's all. that's all i need thank you very much thank you very much
1: that yeah that, that does sound like a pretty great job. <laughs> so we're on the boat, and then she went over? All right, cool. We're done. So
2: when you say disappear, you're saying <laughs> that before she was gone, she wasn't gone. She but was on the boat. N- now, when you add the ocean in as a variable, she disappeared. Hmm. Well, that's what I know about oceans. They make yep. people disappear. Yeah. In my experience, it's 100% of the time.
1: Prime suspect every time. In seafaring tragedies. So, yeah, the the family thought they were going to, you know, once they at least got back to L.A. and got the boat there, they were in the room with all these Disney executives and they were like, you know what, We're, we're, we're jet lagged, we're tired. How about we pick this up tomorrow or at a later date? And I imagine all these executives were like, oh, okay. And the family was assuming, well, yeah, we'll just talk to him again tomorrow. Nope they never heard from them again. The executives just left Los Angeles.
2: When you add Um, oceans to the topic of anything, people disappear, and so does communication. (laughs) In my experience as a cruise cop.
1: The ocean. Uh, This is a quote from Rebecca's father, Mike Corium. Whenever we call anyone, all they say is the investigation is ongoing. We've tried emailing them, telling them how we feel, how it's getting harder, but nothing. They never received a copy of the final report as promised by the Bahamian police. Although the officer's report was sent to British detectives, they refused to make it available to Rebecca's
0: parents. What the fuck? Did I tell you about the time I went to the Bahamas? No. I was on a cruise. Of course. It was like a two day cruise. We went from Miami to the Bahamas and back. And when we got off, it was, like, not, like, the best weather. It was January. Mm -hmm. What are you laughing at? I'm not. Come on, Gary. Get your shit together. Sorry. I'm just waiting for the part
2: where someone (laughs) disappears.
0: So this guy comes up to me, my friend Bridget, and he was like, do you guys want to do any water sports? Oh, no. But like in a Bahamian accent. <laughs> and I was like, water uh, sports man, water sports man. And we were like, uh, no, it actually seems really uh, like no one's on the water because it's cold. Um, so we start like walking off and he was like, so do you guys uh, do you guys want like uh, like pot? Do you, guys, do you guys smoke? And we're like, no, we're good. We're just going to go gamble somewhere and he was like well how long are you guys here god and we're from bridges like well we have to like board again like in five hours like it's like a day cruise and he was like uh do you want do you want sex wow (laughs) and from what i know of selling you start high and end up low like (laughs) i would have bought like 10 necklaces or whatever that he was selling like but like you start with sex and then go to water sports like i would be on one of those (laughs) banana yeah, what it's like right now.
2: Yeah, he definitely has not been trained properly. Nope, it's just not how you sell sex <laughs> to tourists.
0: Just <laughs> start high, again. Joe. My
2: God.
1: So, in October 2011, journalist John Ronson took the wonder along the same route and, with the Coriams permission, wrote about his findings in the Guardian. Several crew members who had been on the ship when Rebecca disappeared spoke to him anonymous, anonymously. And they also all seem to believe Disney's explanation that she had gone overboard from the crew pool on deck five. But Ronson went up to the crew pool and doubted this theory because around the railings on the pool is a steel wall high enough to completely block any view.
2: Yeah, because they're trying to keep people
1: from going overboard. Going overboard, right. And Disney claims to have no footage of Rebecca going overboard but one crew member said that phone call she had it was taped everything here is taped there's course, CCTV disney. everywhere disney have the tape come on dude you're well, you're on a podcast right now speak right uh some people <laughs> believe the woman on the call was a romantic partner Ooh. so maybe this but even that it wouldn't be suicide like i
0: wouldn't i i would think she would leave a note whenever or anybody said the that- or says that there is a rogue wave. You always have to look at that, like the sea patterns. Come on, Gary, yeah? chime in. Let me tell you something about sea patterns. The word <laughs> "pattern" is greatly
2: misleading. There is no pattern to rogue waves. That's why we call them rogue waves. You, don't, are, you don't. Thanks, Gary. You don't see them coming, and you don't see them going. Okay, that's,
1: fine, Gary. That's the truth. And I like that Gary just
2: spits like Wikipedia level <laughs> facts, like. That's rogue scare. Wave. That's scare. It's rogue. The thing about the ocean is that it's very large, it's very violent, and it really loves people named Amanda.
0: Does it ebb and does it flow?
2: <laughs> of course it does. Uh, but not in the way that you would think. Because really? when you hear the word ebb, everyone thinks, oh, it's a gentle process. No. It takes people. <laughs> Straight <laughs> like off a, a cruise ship. Bitch in the night. Off of, like a bitch off, in the night, Gary? These feet, the crew deck. these feet, they've never touched the ocean. <laughs> I just hop from port to port. Oh, I thought literally. you were going to say
1: they've never touched land.
2: <laughs> Only land. If you have seen what I've seen, you would never, ever look at the ocean the same way. Or people named Amanda. Fair. Just victims waiting to be taken by the sea.
1: Uh, <laughs> Gary, the victim's name was Rebecca.
2: I'm sure her friends called her Amanda. (laughs) Again, fair.
1: That's probably true.
2: (laughs) The thing about it is, like the ocean, you cannot prove to me (laughs) that her name didn't exist before it was swept away. And that name was Amanda. I mean... I think
1: that's how ebb and flows work, if I'm understanding Gary correctly. Yeah,
2: I think you are. In your microscopic understanding of ebb and flow, you have uh, guessed correctly. (laughs)
0: gary's a little long-winded to get to a point yeah gary really circling back and reiterating like
2: the same point like the tides i recede (laughs) he likes analogies and reappear
1: (laughs) loves analogies who doesn't though who doesn't gary so yeah the basically this one boils down to does disney have tape or video of this girl going overboard or do they have video of some sort showing what happened to her and are they just hiding it?
2: There's a reason why we've never heard of anything horrible happening at Disneyland apart from a couple instance instances. Like, logically, a lot more has happened because right? it's Disney.
0: Yeah. I had a friend, kind of a friend, <laughs> more of an acquaintance. <laughs> no, this isn't funny. Okay, more of an acquaintance. It's not funny. Here we go. No, but she hung herself in... A hotel room at Disneyland. Okay. At the Disney Hotel. I'm with you now. During a work conference. What? You can't just throw that story. No, that's all I've got. Let's keep going. That's all you've got.
2: Well, that's something I can relate to because the facts are the facts. All I know is that a vague friend hung herself and it was very tragic, but I cannot tell you anymore. Did she hang
1: herself with water, Gary?
2: Of course, it was water. The shape of water.
1: I liked that movie.
2: I haven't cool. seen it. I, I of Or course, maybe I
0: have by the time this was released.
2: <laughs> All I know about it is that there's a terrifying monster in it that cannot be explained, which to me sounds like it came from the ocean.
1: <laughs> it does. There you go. I knew it. So let's talk about, oh, by the way, the family eventually settled with Disney for an undisclosed sum there it is. out of court and an agreement not to discuss the case publicly. Sure. So sorry, Disney. Make sure you book your Disney cruises today, everybody. Get out there on the waters.
0: Uh, so Again, it not really this... be the good life. it really be the good <laughs> life. You seen that commercial? It's very compelling. Yeah. This stuff doesn't happen often, but With I think full life. The problem is when it does, that it gets swept under the seafloor. <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> So conveniently,
1: yeah, because that's it's troubling. not technically happening in any particular country in a lot of cases. Right, or so
0: there's no what jurisdiction is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, that's, that's the, I think it's word. interesting. The more I drink, the more sober I get. <laughs> I'm talking more clearly now. It's because you travel into the eye of the storm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Gary. That's not technically Thanks, a sea term. However, we are
0: at the mercy of things like hurricanes. I feel like Gary has one ball. I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: one extra ball that he just carries oh, around three,
0: like a side
2: cart another yeah. reason why i stay out of the water it was a very <laughs> traumatic experience at sea world
1: just don't float the way you used to
2: i'll just tell you that dolphins are not as peaceful as they look
1: <laughs> oh boy you know what that sound means we got another update who's ready for a depressing twist in this case at one point, a woman named Tracy Medley came forward and claimed she was Rebecca Corium's girlfriend on the ship and that she's sure Rebecca jumped overboard. Except the details are especially shady and Medley is almost certainly leaving some details out. As it goes, Rebecca Corium and Tracy Medley were dating while on the ship. That part doesn't seem to be in dispute. And apparently, at one point, Tracy's boyfriend, a dude from Honduras named Devin Hyde, gets hired as a bartender on the ship. And that's when Rebecca is told the only way she can keep the relationship going is if she agrees to have a threesome with Tracy and her boyfriend. And she does it! And it's her first time sleeping with a man! And that's according to the former head of security on the ship! Tracy Medley claims Rebecca said she was upset after the threesome and said she was going for a walk and never came back. And Rebecca Corium's family and police, where she's from in England seem to partially accept that version of events, except they think it's more likely she was assaulted or raped at some point during that encounter, as opposed to participating willingly. And I kind of buy that. They claim two friends of Corium's came forward and said she had voiced concerns about how she was worried that she might be raped or assaulted while on the ship. Chester MP Chris Matheson said at one point that he, quote, Believes there's sufficient evidence to indicate a crime may well have taken place. Whatever the circumstance, there's an obligation to investigate. My worst fear is Rebecca Corium was murdered. End quote. For their part, Disney's stance is still that Rebecca Corium was washed off the ship by a rogue wave. But come on, they're probably lying. Anyway, let's get back to the show. <laughs> So let's talk about Christy Manzanaris. Google it. <laughs> do, do not Google dolphins not being peaceful.
0: Dolphin rape rapist. Oh Trigger
1: by the way, warning.
0: Dolphin on my ankle. Before I knew they were rapy.
1: Yeah, white people love dolphins. Yeah. No denying I got that.
0: Sign for infinity on the side. <laughs> How white and 17 years old was that. You
2: also got still I rise. Stop. Tight.
0: Stop. <laughs> That was removed. That has since been removed. But
2: decidedly not
0: white. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did you replace it with
1: like knowledge is power or something?
0: No, you can't even see it. It was right here on my bicep. Oh, God. (laughs) Of course it was. I picture someone. I hope you had big, huge biceps at the time. No, I still I rot. Okay.
1: I get it. I get it. I no, I didn't. Oh, okay, that's fine. All right. I mean to each their own. It's, you know all right, Christy Manzanaris. on sunday july twenty third two thousand and seventeen, uh Christie and her husband Kenneth, and their three daughters, aged thirteen to twenty two, and several extended family members, geez money bags, boarded the Princess Cruises ship, The Emerald Princess in Seattle. For a seven-day cruise along I the don't Alaskan know that that coast, necessarily line. meant
0: that he was buying everyone's cruise. Strips. Yeah, probably not. But also, just cruises are pretty cheap. Uh, yeah, I suppose.
2: Yeah, as far as like a, if you want to take your Unless family somewhere for name. nine days, yeah.
1: a cruise is actually this is yeah, a seven-day cruise. Thing. Yeah, it's not bad. On Tuesday evening, as a murder mystery play was taking place on the ship, passengers heard an announcement requesting urgent medical and security assistance. Not surprisingly. Many passengers first assumed the announcement was part of the show. I would have done that. Yeah, I think I would have, too. Uh, That night, the couple had been arguing and screaming while other family members tried to get into their cabin. Eventually, a family member entered the cabin and saw Christy lying on the floor covered in blood with, quote, a severe head wound. When the family member asked Kenneth what happened, he reportedly said, quote, she would not stop laughing at me i think i've heard this before i think this i
0: we've covered this
1: i think this is on i think this is definitely on a true crime show it sounds i feel like we've talked about yeah i
0: feel like we have too because i
2: remember that quote quote. She would not stop laughing at me yeah maybe
0: it was a different case of the same thing but it's like why now like what made her start laughing yeah what was it about that? Like, my guess is there were already issues. Oh, clearly. Oh, yeah. The, oh, so This I is probably crack
2: the case.
1: This is probably something that had been a brewing for yeah. a
2: while. That's the thing about the ocean, Bruce. <laughs> they <laughs> wear the ocean wears away the things that we put in front of us on our daily lives. And then erodes things down to our core. Thanks, Gary. Which is why if you have (laughs) marital issues, you do not want to get in the ocean. Ocean Do you know where my daughter is? In the ocean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The ocean tells no secrets. And it keeps
2: all the lies.
1: So apparently at at this point when the the family member comes (laughs) in, uh, he tries to drag her body out to the balcony. And the family member is able to pull it back in. And the next morning, the ship's captain announced that the ship was heading straight to Juneau, where the FBI was waiting because a passenger had been
2: killed.
0: God. They announced that? Yeah, that's pretty Dude, creepy. Dude, I don't want to
2: know. There's my uh, a bliss and ignorance. My father-in-law and my mother-in-law were on a cruise last year, and they were on a day excursion, and a woman had a heart attack, and my father-in-law even even did like uh, CPR and everything, and she died. <laughs> yeah. wolf.
1: Yeah, the last story we're going to talk about is... Uh, it's a, it,
2: it happens a lot. I yeah. guess like they found out that, so not lumped into all these other numbers, which is not a cruise's fault. It's just some people just die on these excursions because they, of course, they're yeah. not in good shape and they've never done like, you know, kayaking in the ocean before and they have right. a heart attack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you go on a cruise, just fucking relax people. Just sit on the beach chairs and I disagree. Soak in the sun. I
2: would say ninety days out, you begin to uh, <sighs> Nobody goes on a ninety day cruise, Gary. To a rigorous fitness Fashionite. schedule before they get on the cruise.
1: So let's talk about another case. Xing Lei Li. Good pronunciation. Thank you. No I'm problem. Sure I nailed it. You did? I'm sure. On fi- like Carrie Strug. <laughs> <laughs> on February 9th, 2017, Daniel Belling, a German IT consultant living in Dublin, his wife, Jinglei Li, and their two children, aged six and four, boarded the MSC Magnifica for an 11-day cruise around the Mediterranean. Oh. Sounds like fun. It does. The cruise began in the Italian port of... Good luck. Come on. Sit. Savita Vecchia Wow. That was gorgeous. Thank you. And went to Malta, Greece, and Cyprus. Opa! On February 10th, one day into the cruise, the family went inside a souvenir shop in Genoa. The shop owner told a newspaper, quote, I remember it well. We had just opened and it was 10 a.m. First she entered with the two children, then he came in. He was agitated. He pulled out of a rucksack a pair of gym shoes and yelled at the woman. He said, put these on instead of your sandals and shut up!
2: That sounds Jeez. like my dad on every family vacation we went on. Yeah. Cruise ship records
1: show that Jingli returned to the Magnifica after the stop in Genoa, but there is no record of her after that date. When the ship arrived back in Savita Vecchia. Gorgeous. Thank you again. On February 20th, Kurt Cobain's birthday, cruise security measures detected that one fewer passenger had passed through the ship's
0: turnstile on the way out than on the way in wouldn't they have noticed that she didn't come back onto the ship, or they're trying to say she died? She did. On the come, ship. She
1: came she back did. on. She yeah, they're it. a she record was, show. But she,
0: so she went back on the ship, but then never never got
2: off the ship. Thanks, Gary. Which That's is what I just said. A very typical thing to happen on <laughs> ships. He explained it better <laughs> because the ocean took her.
1: <laughs> Crew members were able to determine that Jing Li had not been with the family as they left the ship since Daniel had not reported her missing. Those
2: poor kids. Yeah. Because, like, they knew mom was gone. There's no question there. And they alerted police who arrested her husband
1: at Rome's Ciampino Airport as he was about to board a Ryan Air flight to Dublin with his kids. According to Daniel's lawyer, Luigi Acanti, that's a spicy meatball, Mm. (gasps) Jing Li had a history of leaving family vacations early (laughs) and at one of the cruise stops chose to remain on board while daniel and their children went sightseeing daniel claimed that when they returned to the ship that evening Jing Li had left taking her clothes and luggage daniel did not report her missing because she had behaved similarly in the past he also told police that he assumed she had left him and gone back to china as she often threatened to do daniel has not been formally charged with his wife's murder As no body has been found, but is still detained in Italy, Italian law allowed him to be held for up to a year while authorities investigated. However, last month prosecutors applied for a year's extension and received a six-month extension instead. The children are in the care of Daniel's family in Germany.
2: I think the kids are the black box of this uh, story. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I wonder what they have to have something. Some deets,
1: you would. Think, I, I,
2: yeah. There's just you just have to ask them what hat like what did they see, you know. But I mean, not that it's easy for a kid to be like pretty sure dad killed mom. I'm just saying,
0: pretty sure dad killed mom. Boo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's dark, and I liked it.
0: That was pretty dark. But I, and I don't know where you got these notes from. You know what <laughs> I mean? But no, I'm not saying it. And ba- I'm not saying it in a bad way. I no, know- I
1: made all of this up. <laughs> I thought we had established that. That's, this is all fictional.
0: So, I'm just curious were they were they asked question. I mean, Yeah, there's nothing. Some of the,
1: well, this is a a really recent crime. This just happened in February of wow, 2017 yeah. and they've been he's been detained in Italy since then and I think probably so more will come out. I think probably his lawyer has probably not allowed them to talk to the but kids. The, I haven't heard of this. But that's the crazy. Italian, I haven't either. The yeah.
2: Italian criminal justice system is a pretty fucked weird place. It yeah. really is. Like, yeah. that's, they, they're pretty, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's probably not going to get solved if it's in, I mean, Italy is not a great place for things to get processed.
1: No, no. That's where the Amanda Knox thing happened, right?
2: Yeah. And a lot mm-hmm. of other, um, I just read the, um, uh, monster of Florence. And it's about like this serial killer that killed a ton of people throughout from the 70s up through almost the 90s. And it just, the the story of how that case got handled is depressing.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's really good, though. The book is great. i I have to check that out.
0: Who reads books? Am I right? Am I right? You know who has time to read books? Gary. I read mostly books about
2: the ocean. Are they (laughs) water-based? My favorite book is Moby Dick. I see what you did. Oh, is it? My second favorite book is Old Man and the Sea. Why? And my third favorite book is The Notebook because it's beautiful. And that's fair. I thought you were going to say The Poseidon Adventure, that's Gary. That's number 4. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I just figured 3 was a better three way. It's a good yeah. number. We'll just leave it at
1: Uh-oh. Did you hear that? We have another update. There are actually a few updates to this story. For starters, Daniel Belling has since been released from custody by Italian authorities and is now living in Dublin, Ireland again. Even more interesting, he's living with his mother-in-law, a.k.a. the mother of the missing woman in this case. She defended Belling as a, quote, very good person to an Italian TV show and added, I don't think he could hurt my daughter. Belling's lawyer also claims to have uncovered evidence that Jing Li was having an affair with a man in Ireland. Here's a quote. On her mobile phone, there were messages, explicit sexual messages showing there was an extra-conjugal relationship. The mobile number sending the messages was an Irish number. I just find it astonishing that from the right beginning, they only believed her to be dead. They never went looking for her. A few other strange details have emerged as well, like how Jing Leili's credit card was used to pay a highway toll in Ireland while Daniel Belling was still in jail. Or how the locks on the home Belling and Lee shared were changed by a still unidentified person while he was still in jail. I know true crime types love leaning on the husband did it in cases like this. And hey, just a reminder, all you're doing is promoting lazy police work. Crime victims deserve better. We should want crimes like this to be investigated honestly and thoroughly. And instead, we just lean on phrases that look good on a t-shirt and pretend they represent some sort of higher understanding of how murder works. It's precisely why Pretty Scary is barely a true crime podcast anymore. I didn't start doing this to provide cover for lazy cops. And that's not meant to imply that Daniel Belling is just an all-around stand-up guy. The latest update about him is that he's now facing charges of mortgage fraud in Ireland. But again, that in no way, shape, or form means he's guilty of murder. The reason these cold cases exist in the first place is because in instances like this, the police focus on one suspect because everyone knows the spouse always did it. But then sometimes the spouse didn't do it, and the real criminal gets away, and we end up spending decades and decades wondering who that real killer might be. Anyway, that's all. Back to the show. Speaking of a Segway, number four, this is George Smith Fourth. It's the next person oh, we're talking about? Oh my God. Whoa! Woo. Whoa! <laughs> <sighs> oh,
2: my mind is blown! My
1: God, Carrie, can you believe it? Yeah, she's overwhelmed. Yeah,
0: yeah, wow. She's
1: crying. No, <laughs> <laughs> she's I'm lost in emotion. Nope. Over what's happening? No, it's cosmic. I know. It's like but a double you know what rainbow. You do hate indoors. Is
0: when pretty people die young, and that's what happened here. Yep. Segway.
2: Yeah, nobody likes that. that was also another strong one. That was really good. I felt
1: that in my heart. Yeah, yeah. So on June 25th, 2005, 26-year-old George Smith the Fizzorth married Jennifer Hagel in a lavish ceremony in Newport, Rhode Island. Four days later, the newlyweds boarded Royal Caribbean's Brilliance of the Seas in Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona. 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 On July 4th, after a romantic dinner, the couple went to the ship's casino on the third floor... What happened in the following hours is a mystery. At some point, the couple became separated and crew members found Jennifer passed out in the hallway at 4.30 a.m. You. Be the
0: bride you see in the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the crew members went to her cabin to look for her husband. And when they couldn't find him, took Jennifer in a wheelchair to her cabin and laid her on the bed. Mm-hmm. When, she thought, when she got up, she thought he might be sleeping in a friend's cabin and went to the spa for a previously set his and her massage appointment. That same morning, passengers noticed large blood stains on a lifeboat canopy. Yee. Beneath the balcony of the couple's cabin, George had gone overboard somewhere in the waters between Greece and Turkey. On July 29th, 2005th, 2005.
2: 2005. You know what's sad? Didn't even yeah, catch that. Yeah, that was I, just me. It was me like 2005. S- yes. Gary, what happened? I thought you were still trapped. That was Caitlin. That was not oh, Gary. <laughs> Gary was uh, over at the Lido deck. The
1: FBI announced that they were investigating Smith's disappearance. Media attention focused on the four men last seen with George. The four men admitted to partying with him that night, but said they brought him back to his cabin after 4 a.m. as he was too drunk to walk without help. They then claim to have gone back to one of their cabins and ordered room service, although room service records do not show any orders delivered to any of the men. According to the family's lawyer, the FBI also had video that the three of the men recorded of themselves joking about George's death with one of the guys saying George went, quote, parachute riding off his balcony and another flashing gang signs and saying, told you I was a gangster, which means he's not. For the record. I was
0: going to say, these uh, four sound like the biggest D-bags I'm so annoyed ever. right now
2: hearing this story. Yeah.
0: Plus, it's like what if they were... What a fucking group of fuck faces. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Totally. <laughs> I like, feel like, too, if, like, he was too drunk to walk, like, what you do from what I remember being on a three-day cruise <laughs> to Ensenada from Long Beach, um, and it was Halloween, so I was dressed up as J-Lo, which oh, meant I wore a nice. velour, of course. I put padding in my ass, and then nice. I did the electric slide for a Approximately three to four hours good is all y- things we associate with J-Lo yep and you, cruises you leave them on the floor because you know what that beat's gonna come back and it's yep. gonna like bring them back to life we call that the second sea wind just so you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's a fact I You've don't seen, believe you
0: Gary I've seen I actually believe Gary I don't I believe do. you
2: I have seen even the most wayward of passengers brought back to life with that second sea wind <laughs> with that sick <laughs> that sick beat that it is a sick beat <laughs> It usually happens with that song, We Are Family. <laughs> so a vacationing deputy. Get up, everybody, and see is basically when everyone S-E-A. pops up. Yeah, it, good. SEA, yes. S-E-A yeah. yeah. Good catch. Good catch. That is precisely how I have felt the song is in, being interpreted. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So a vacationing deputy police chief in the next room also said he heard men arguing on the Smith's balcony that night. Jennifer accepted a $1.1 million settlement from Royal Caribbean in 2007 and remarried in 2009. A little fast for my taste, but whatever. I agree. George's sister and parents believe that George was murdered and deliberately thrown overboard. They worry that the Breitling watch George was wearing, which was a wedding gift, may have made him a robbery target. Other witnesses also... That
2: is a white person uh, anxiety right there. Oh, for sure. sure. Well, if he hadn't have worn that watch, he'd still be here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Other witnesses also reported hearing the couple say they had thousands of dollars of wedding cash in their cabin. Dumb. Always smart. You definitely want to go flaunting. so they
0: said it or dumb they had it, or both? I'm sure... Dumb that they said it? Dumb they said it, All of it. You don't tell people you have it. This is what happens, though. Once you start drinking... Like that is a truth serum. That's the tackiest thing to do, though. Like I am that tacky wedding person. I am that person.
2: Man, I am gonna. But I feel like I'm too annoying to be murdered.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It uh, a murder takes some stick to itiveness.
2: I just couldn't hang with this woman. She just kept going on about all of her money and (laughs) doxins that she was. Is that still you, Gary? What do you mean? I have an intimate understanding of my profession. <laughs> and remember that sea law is a lawless place.
1: That is true.
0: So in 2015, they were like nobody. Yeah,
2: they case. just closed
1: the investigation.
0: And again, I feel like that happens a lot. Like if they don't have a body, because they rarely get they a body. They don't have a body, yeah. They ended up closing I mean, after this some is- point. But those four kids, do you not believe that they were involved?
1: I, it seems Would like they, they were probably involved. But again,
0: involved.
2: you'd yeah. think that there'd be closed, closed circuit... Recordings of everything, too. Something. I mean, honestly, like,
0: yeah, it's the, again
2: back on the. This one's back on the cruises again, because. Right.
0: Like, I don't know. It sounded like in 2010, Obama put some different legislation where like uh, you had it in your notes, but like they had to have peepholes and they had to have different like. Yeah. Camera views. All things that Smart.
1: when I saw that, I was like, they didn't have that on ships before. Because like, especially the peepholes. You can't. See out your fucking yeah. cabin door to see who's knocking on it. That's terrifying.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, real scary. You assume yeah. it's room service, but maybe it's scary. You hope. Yeah. So let's talk
1: about the last case. Everyone, I, I wonder how well people remember this. The Achille Lauro
0: hijacking. I knew nothing. I was six. We were six, Adam. Right? No, I, we were we were
1: nine, Carrie. It was eighty
0: five. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that six upside down. <laughs>
1: The Achilles Laurel hijacking. This.
0: <laughs> I, seriously, he was kind of like. Upset. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ugh, I'm so stupid.
0: You're great. No, it's good. It's
1: You're not stupid. Do it! <laughs> So October 7th, 1985, the Achille Lauro. I remember this vividly as a kid, the Achille Lauro cruise ship was hijacked by four men, four men, kidnapped, or hijacked an entire cruise ship representing the Palestinian Liberation Front off the coast of Egypt. The ship was carrying 748 passengers when it took off. But uh, among the uh, among the passengers was a group of close friends who had a tradition of vacationing on the Jersey Shore. Gross. But this year decided to take a cruise instead to celebrate the 58th birthday of one of the friends, Marilyn Klinghofer. She had oh, recently God. beaten colon cancer.
2: Oh, man. There.
1: And she was on the cruise also to celebrate the 36th, her 36th wedding anniversary with her husband, Leon.
2: I feel like I can see all of these people.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Like I can, Leon Klinghofer is wearing a brown suit in that yeah. wheelchair for sure yeah. with a yellow shirt. Yeah. And he looks great. He does. And she. They, Very virile. I, I don't think I even mentioned that part. He's in a wheelchair because he had uh two strokes and he was paralyzed on the right side of his body.
2: God give the Klinghoffers a break.
0: Well, no. <laughs> well,
1: that's kinda how this story ends. Like that's I'm literally, just
0: quoting God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. The thing is cruise ship hijackings at the time were unheard of. So there was no security. They mm-hmm. checked people's passports at one of the like when people first got on and they didn't check luggage or anything like that. Uh, luckily on October 7th 651 of the passengers left for a bus tour of the pyramids because they were right off the coast of Egypt. So none of those people end up being held hostage. By the time this hostage thing happens, there's like 96 people on the boat. But passengers this part's kind of cool. Passengers who were who stayed aboard the ship reported seeing a camera crew recording what appeared to be film footage with people running on and off the ship, firing guns with blanks. So it- that's
2: what she said. <laughs> One thing about the ocean <laughs> is that all guns are essentially toys at that point, compared mm-hmm. to the deadly magnitude of the ocean. That is not true, Gary, and I know it. <laughs> it's a hundred percent accurate. Just like everyone is named Amanda, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> At the
1: end of this filming, a car arrived and a man took two wrapped packages from it, carrying them aboard the ship. And this is how they think the weapons got aboard the boat was during this filming that was happening. They think that film crew was somehow tied to these hijackers and they helped them get weapons on the boat. And what's crazy is this turned into a hijacking by surprise or by accident, because their plan was to take these weapons on the boat and then get off and carry out a terrorist attack on Ashdod, Israel. And what happened instead, they had stored all of their weapons in the gas tank of a car in Italy before bringing them on the boat, and the weapons were still covered with gas residue, so they smelled. Oh my God. And they get on this boat, and they're in a cabin, and they're running a hairdryer trying to get this (gasps) gas residue off, so they don't hear that a crew member knocks on the door and i think he was probably assuming there would be no one in there for one he was just delivering complimentary fruit and he (laughs) knocks on the door they don't hear him because they're blow drying their fucking weapons and all of a sudden they turn around and there's a guy just watching them clean their weapons why
2: isn't there like a munich style movie for this. This would be awesome. This
1: would yeah, this this could be a couple episodes probably because the things that we don't that happen after it that we don't have time to get into just as fucking crazy. But they at that point they're like, "Well, we're caught. We might as well just hijack this cruise ship." And that's what they do. They decide to just take over the cruise ship. They luckily everyone was eating at the time, so they just go to the dining room and all the people who were still on board are mostly in the dining room, and they start doing all these intimidation tactics to keep the hostages in check. They make two women hold live grenades. I do that. With the implication being that if you fall asleep, you're going to die, and a lot of other people are going to die. They also use their time to try and change some minds politically. Uh, They were quoted as saying, Reagan no good, Arafat good. And I know that's at least half right, but I don't know that much about Arafat. Was
0: Reagan bad?
1: Reagan was a fucking monster.
0: Was he like, no, I don't believe that. What about Clinton?
1: Reagan is a big reason we have as many mass shootings and definitely the reason we have the homeless problem we have. What about D.A.R.E.?
0: What did they do for D.A.R.E.? They Uh, they, encouraged kids to take drugs. yeah, Yeah, I take a lot of drugs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's been scientifically proven. Or there have been studies that have shown kids who went through Dare actually use more drugs.
0: It just uh, sounded
2: fun to me. Yeah, Maybe sounds cool.
1: Barrymore, the for thing, one. the the thing that made me most want to do drugs ever in life when I was in grade school, we had a poster with it, it had all the drugs, and then it had a picture next to each one showing like what it does to you, like a mood ring. Yeah, yeah, and the for, <laughs> next to PCP. It just had a dude who had turned into a werewolf. And I was like, whoa, I want to smoke PCP I when just I get think older. they yeah. should
2: just do, I think the best drug control and birth control and everything is just to bring drug addicts and women that have just given birth into schools and just let them talk.
0: right yeah. if,
2: if, if if you had put me in a room full of kids like two weeks after giving birth, I would have scared Agreed. everybody. And
0: isn't doing anything.
2: I would have b- turned them all into basically like celibate uh, like, yeah, like, missionaries. <laughs> yeah, like I would terrify all of them.
1: Yeah, and they—I mean—they do that to some extent. But it's a thing people under. you
2: know about
0: postpartum? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. We know, about Gary. Postpartum.
2: I know everything about postpartum. <laughs> do you know a lot about water is. births? <coughs> I do not believe in giving birth in the ocean because I've told you my views on how dangerous the water is. It would steal your fetuses. Uh, that's understandable.
1: Right. So when the the, the various world governments involved, uh, got involved in the negotiations once everyone found out the ship had been hijacked, the terrorists make a bunch of demands, as terrorists do, mm. and they mostly revolve around releasing political prisoners. But on the morning of October 8th, they separated a group of 20 passengers, 12 Americans and six British dancers. Why the dancers? Who were now being held captive in the same lounge where they had been hired to work, so that would be a bummer. Uh, but among the, Mar- the Americans was that group of friends, oh, including no. Marilyn and Leon Klinghoffer. At one point, the terrorists order the group to go up one deck, but Leon Klinghoffer's wheelchair makes joining the group impossible. Marilyn refuses to leave him, but has a machine gun pointed at her head to convince her. Another passenger offers to move Klinghofer, but the terrorists promised they'll bring him up instead. But they had actually already decided to start executing hostages, and they picked Leon Klinghoffer first because one, he had been mouthy when they stole his I watch earlier, that. which you know, don't get yourself on a list, dude. Yeah, that's rule number one. Don't be alpha or beta. Just fly yeah, in yeah, the middle in a hostage meat. situation. Yep. Be the meat. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he had he had been mouthy. They also found moving him around in his wheelchair a bit of a hassle, so they didn't want to deal with that. And they also wanted to send a message that they had no sympathy, just like Israel had no sympathy for Palestine.
2: But ironically, how the Nazis also had no sympathy for Israel. Right. Same philosophies. Yeah, exactly. Literally, that's what the Nazis did. Right, exactly.
1: And so they... Kill Leon Klinghoffer. They shoot him in the head and throw him over the edge. They come back and tell everyone that he's just not feeling well and he's in the infirmary. No. But also, all of the hostages hear him get shot. Yeah. Including Marilyn, who is like clinging to this idea or Klinghoffering to this idea <laughs> that he might still be alive. Man. But she eventually finds out that he had been killed. The really crazy thing about this story as if it's not crazy enough yeah none of the countries involved knew that these terrorists killed someone so this negotiation happens and egypt is able to talk all the other countries into uh if they agree to let everyone go let us take the terrorists and we'll just turn them over to the plo and that'll be that and all the countries are like fine that's fine." And then when the ship comes in, they find out they killed someone. And it was an American. So Reagan, I know I just bashed him, but this is pretty fucking Not cool. That bad. He was very bad. But what he does in response to this, he finds out that these four terrorists at one point, like a year down the road, are flying on an Egypt Air commercial flight and has that flight intercepted over Italy. That's cool. Yeah. And this big dispute with us in Italy breaks out because they're like, bro, you can't just intercept commercial flights over our airspace. And he's like, well, yeah, I did. And that was a good Reagan. That was really Thank good. You. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that.
2: He's my favorite president. And I'm here to tell. Uh, of course he is, Gary. I don't know what you mean by that, but have you seen my Reagan locket? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have not.
2: Here it is. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, he but even then, after they intercept this flight and get these terrorists off the plane, I still don't think any of them were ever actually charged with anything because it became a whole extradition. Well, We don't know where they
2: went, do we?
1: Well, I know Abu Abbas, who is a a terrorist name that has come up recently, uh, is still like out floating around or was well into the 2000s and he's one of the organizers of this be
2: very careful about who you say is floating around <laughs> I really would appreciate so that was like 30 years ago yep 1985 uh, crazy wait 32 actually 33 I would know
1: 33 oh were you born then mm-hmm. oh that makes sense
2: Thirty-two years.
1: 30. It's like how Carrie automatically knew that eighty-five was <laughs> six years from seventy-six.
2: Turned that
0: six upside down. <laughs> oh man, you don't this, get all of them. This was Am a, I right. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, that's okay. Yeah,
0: we okay. all we
2: all returned from this three-hour tour intact. We did.
1: We did. So that's that's creepy cruise ship disappearances. Yeah, Just shit. disappearances, disappearances, murders, crimes.
2: Yeah, because recently a family was like like turned the whole cruise into a melee for like three days for, for Royal Caribbean. I forgot to oh, send you the yeah, link. Yeah, I forgot it,
1: yeah. to put. Yeah, there was a riot that yeah. broke out on a cruise. And the Real Housewives of
2: New York were recently on a cruise, and like a fire broke out, and there was yeah. fighting. I really hope that shows up in an episode. Slash, I wonder how the fire really started. Yeah. It, uh, Dorinda I feel like Dorinda You think it's a Dorinda? Yeah. I feel like it's the Countess because she's all sorts oh, of crazy that now. Oh, that makes
0: sense. I can sense. see if her just. Ramona. I mean, really, it could be any of them. Ramona's like, too self-involved to start a fire. It just she, would not be Carol Radswell
2: No, not Carol. God, no. She's the best one.
0: Yeah, Carol's so good. cool. She's just cool. She's I just
2: fucking cool. I
1: don't know what's happening right
2: now. What? I'm sorry. Adam, what? Get your shit together. <sighs> you're not watching Real Housewives of New York. You're missing out. Oh no, I'm not. You're missing out on life. Yeah, because it's our life. I mean, it's it's a part of life, sure. No, eh, this should be everybody's. life. Real Housewives of New York is life. Okay, yeah. that's what my clavicle tattoo says. <laughs> <laughs> should I not have gotten that? Nope, you should have.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, it was the right call. So, yeah, that's that's our our cruise ship episode. Thanks to my girlfriend, Angie, for helping uh, put the Angie's notes together. I love
2: Angie. I, I don't know if
1: she'll make me edit that out. That's why I put it at the end there.
2: I'd like to thank everyone for having me on this Damn it, Gary! today. I uh, just really appreciated it. We didn't time. invite you. That's the thing about being a cruise cop. You don't want <laughs> the law to show up, but there they are. Here there I am. Are. And uh, it, as a uh, Chief Member of the cruise Cop Association of the Planet, because we have no hope country, I just would like to say even
1: on a cruise right now.
2: behalf of all of us, please be afraid of the ocean, <laughs> especially Amanda's
1: especially Amanda's and Horatio's be afraid of Horatio's on the ocean.
2: I am personally as a huge fan of Reagan afraid of everyone named
0: Horatio. <laughs>
1: All right. What else do we have to plug before we get out of here? This is a subscription episode, so don't subscribe. You already do. And thanks yeah, so thanks much. Thank amazing. you.
2: We appreciate it. And uh, you give know. us a give us a good review. If you're already yeah. subscribed, you're already kicking us some cash. We appreciate that. You don't need to do more than that unless you want to give us a good review, which would be incredibly helpful. Good
1: rating and review on iTunes. Always and helps. And
2: suggest this to a friend
0: named Amanda.
2: Yeah, because this is a warning for her yeah. as far as I, Gary's gone. We're now. doing God's work.
1: We really are.
2: I'm not gone. I'm here. (laughs) Amanda's, if you're out there, just uh, go on hiking trips. Let's get out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.